Hello and welcome back to After Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm Dylan and I'm here again with Jack. And you know, we've kind of been lacking a little bit. Um, I think we're both pretty busy at this point. So uh, we haven't uploaded in a while, but we're excited to kind of get back into it. Um, right in the swing of things with the college basketball season, getting closer to March. Uh, there's a lot of big games going on, at least this week and next week. So um, we really just don't have much structure for this episode because there's so much going on so i'll just start by posing a question to jack right now if at this point in the season you would have to choose maybe six teams that you believe can compete for a national championship who would they be all right um so first i'm taking gonzaga i mean i think their front court has been just incredible i mean chet Finally, you know, doing what people thought he was able to do. Drew Timmy, you know, picking up right where he left off last year. Uh, you know, uh, Nevar, not, you know, he's not subs, obviously, but, you know, coming into his own. Um, this Gonzaga team has not lost in months. I mean, they are really good. Uh, and, and not even Nemhar, you know, Strother, Bolton, these other guys, both all averaging double digits. It's a good team. Chet's averaging 15 and 10 and three blocks. Like, bro, what? It, it kind of adds something to that. Um, yeah. Usually the opinion of Gonzaga haters, which those people aren't very smart, but they'll say, oh, uh, Gonzaga plays in the West Coast Conference, a poverty conference. They don't play tough opponents. But the West Coast Conference this year could have, like, multiple teams make the tournament. We have teams like San Francisco, who um, I think they're – are they ranked in the top 25 now or they, they were at one point? Maybe. They're not bad. St. Mary's is a good team. They're right now ranked 20th in Torvik rankings with a, a top 20 defensive efficiency. Um, there are a bunch of good West Coast teams. Again, you always have the Pepperdines and the um, – like the teams who are just going to like bow over for Gonzaga. But – there is some depth in that conference that was not there the past couple of years. So to see Gonzaga just absolutely run through them like always um, is, I think, more impressive than, let's say, what they did in the regular season last year. Yeah, and the last thing I'll add about that is that usually I feel like teams we, we, see, we see competing in that conference is like BYU. And it's interesting that teams like, you know, St. Mary's and San Francisco, as you said, are sort of putting up a little bit more of a fight. Um, Enough about Gonzaga. Another team I'll talk about is the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, you're not gonna. I know you're. Yeah, you're already shaking your head. It's just like this team is just like so like they're rebounding. Like it just starts with Oscar Chibway. Like he like if you don't have a guy who can prevent him from getting 20 rebounds, like you're gonna lose to Kentucky. Like period. He's a he's a dominant force on the glass. This team beat you know a can really really good Kansas team on the road by 18 points. Uh, you know, they just lost a tough one at, uh, you know, Tennessee, uh, but they previously, you know, hammered Tennessee, uh, this team beat UNC, this team played Duke close on the road. I mean, this team played Auburn close on the road. They just like have so, had such a tough schedule in the SEC again, you're definitely not going to agree with me here, but like if Ty Ty Washington stays healthy, he's got a little bit of a leg problem right now. Uh, I think this is a national championship caliber team. Um, you know, like, I feel like when we talk about uh, Kentucky a little bit, 
I agree with the fact that Oscar Shibway is playing at National Player of the Year level right now. Um, I'm averaging sure he's, 15 rebounds a game. He's averaging 15. I'm pretty sure he's averaging like 17 and 15, which, which is That's out of this insane. world. But my problem with Kentucky going into March, and we've seen it with some of the games that they've lost, like the Tennessee game, the Auburn game, even the LSU game earlier in the year, is backcourt depth and consistency from Ty Ty Washington, Severe Wheeler, um, and guys like like Davion Mintz. That's where I worry about that team a little bit. Um, Severe Wheeler is a fantastic player, great in transition. He's a little fast guy. Um, he's one of those guys who can pick up any other point guard, full court, and kind of give that constant pressure. But he's not someone who can score one-on-one off the dribble. Um, he's a, 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 a basically a non-three-point shooter, shooting about 20, 28% from the field on only 36 attempts. Um, he's a solid guy to initiate that offense, but you're not going to get consistent offensive production production out of him. I mean, now, no, no, let me continue, please. Now, Ty Ty Washington is the guy you have to look for for offensive production, but he's so inconsistent in terms of health and production that I don't know. I worry a little bit. He's got the talent. Like no one's debating that Ty Ty Washington doesn't have the talent, but can he stay healthy? And can he be consistent game in, game out? That's where I worry about him. I think those are all very valid points. The one thing I will I will add is that Mueller, I agree, not not the best score, good in transition, good on defense. He is averaging seven assists a game, which is like, you know, ahead of all. Yeah, again, but like, but like how many of those assists are like dunks to Oscar Shibway? Or like, like passes inside where Oscar does most of the work? That's my question. Probably a few. But like, they've also got guys on the bench, mentioned Mins, there's Toppin, you know. Yeah, yeah but like also mean, as, a, as a team, like they don't shoot the three ball that well. So, like, that's another thing. Right, right now, they're, they're I mean, 35% the from March, three. Like, is that really what, I mean, yes. I, I don't know. Like, March, but every listen, team can go inconsistent. I mean, you know, Oral Roberts can make 50 threes and beat on okay. Ohio State. Here's, I know. I'm not saying Kentucky's a bad team, I'm just saying I have to see more out of their backcourt in order for me to say that they can be a contender for a national championship along with the other teams you're going to mention. Okay. All right. Like, let's say this, let's say she weighs up against a Kofi Coburn or a Hunter Dickinson or a Trace Jackson Davis, if Indiana makes the tournament, which is a different question. <laughs> but um, let's say you put them against some of those big 10 uh, big men. Like that's a problem because he's not going to be able to play against the Alabamas where their tallest guy playing the five is like six nine, okay. That's 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 what I'm talking about with the SEC. That's like, fair, and I don't I don't know if we've necessarily seen him play against one of those those bigs, but I mean, yeah. what are like? It just depends on you know who they match up against. Because you're right, they could play a four seeded Illinois, or they could play a four seeded Alabama. I mean, you know, Alabama being a four seed would be quite a turnaround. Well, we'll see. Yeah, that's true. They'll probably like. Okay, continue. So so so. You have right now national championship contenders. You have Gonzaga and you have Kentucky. Um, I think the next team I'll talk about is one that like I've I've talked about all year. It's Kansas. I mean, I, I think this team is really good. Uh, you know, it's like I think this is the best team in the Big Twelve. Um, you know, they lost a very very good game on the road at Texas. They I mentioned they got you know kind of clobbered by Kentucky. Uh, but I mean, this the Big Twelve is a gauntlet. They beat Oklahoma State twice. They beat Oklahoma twice. They uh, beat Iowa State twice. 
Uh, I mean, and even in the beginning of the year, they beat a non-conference at, on the road at Michigan State. Uh, and, no, and how do you how do you explain if we're if we're going back to non-conference? How do you explain the loss to Dayton? I mean, I I think I, I mentioned this at the time, but it, it was I think it was by one point. I think I watched that whole game. It was just like it just felt like Dayton just played so much tougher than Kansas, and it kind of felt like it was like sort of a turning point in their season. In that I feel like Bill Self, you know. He, he wants to make sure they're tough down the stretch. And I think, you know, maybe necessarily having one game, having an off game, uh, you know, like we used to say yeah. in GBN baseball, if you've never faced adversity, you know, you're never going to be able to respond to it. You know, uh, but yes. we, we, we like that. Actually, you know? <laughs> sign, uh, yo, we had to sign one off for the, uh, the bingo card for, for Tom Savino <laughs> references. The, the Tom Savino reference bingo card. Yeah, you can... Um, I, I have a question about Kansas because because I mean, I've, no, no, and I agree, he's a fantastic player, and like I do, I'm much, I'm more on board with picking Kansas as a legit contender than I was with Kentucky. Um, even though Kentucky beat Kansas, but I, I'm just looking at like this team. Kansas looks like they're built for March. Like they have big presence inside with David McCormick. They have wing players, Christian Braun, Jalen Wilson, who can just about do anything. Um, I would say honestly, like my assessment of Kansas is pretty similar to yours, but I would say that Christian Braun is the guy who really is the X factor in a lot of these games. Um, he's just like he's more than a glue guy. He's more than a role player. Like he's legit, like ringing that offense who really gets gets stuff going. And when he's on in transition, when he's when he's defending at an elite level, like Kansas can match up with just about anyone in terms of like on the wing with a jobby and, and Christian Braun. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think there's a couple problems with Kansas. The first being turnovers. They turn the ball over a lot, um, but this team is, is ranked third in offensive efficiency on both Corvick and Ken Palm. Um, is shooting 44% from three. Like, uh, like that's pretty crazy. Wilson and McCormick have both, sort of started to figure it out. They're both averaging seven rebounds a game. Um, Remy Martin's been all right, you know, I guess. He's not really the score he was last year for sure, but I think that's a lot just because um, yeah. You know, the and other by guy. the way, remember, remember when I told you earlier in the year that Remy Martin was not going to be the answer for, for Kansas? And, I mean, he's not the score, but I think he's – like, I don't know. Do you, not, do you think he's done a bad job as the point guard? I mean, I don't think he's done a terrible job. I I think like he's also been hurt. No, that that's true. But like again, he's probably what like the fourth option on that team on offense. He's, he's and his defense, actually. his defense is fine. Well, I mean, I would say he's a, I would say he's like when they when they've been needing a bucket, they run that pick and roll with McCormick and Remy Martin. Like mm-hmm. more than likely, like Martin can shoot off that pick and roll too. Um, I don't know. Like he's not. To me, he's not like the facilitator that they need the most. Like he's done a fine job changing his role a little bit, but I said it earlier in the offseason. I'm pretty sure I said that Ray Martin was not like a good fit for this team, and I, I stand by that. But they they've done pretty well like with him there. But I feel like if they had like I don't know. I'm trying to think through like point guards who would make Kansas like elite elite. You know, like because that yeah. seems to be the problem with them right now. That like they're kind of missing. Campbell. 
Tiger Campbell. Okay, well, we'll get through that. Okay, <laughs> give, give me like two more teams maybe you think could could compete for a national championship. As All right, of, you're, yeah. I know we sort of talked about this in the pre-podcast. You're not going to like it, but I'm going to talk about Auburn. I mean, I don't – do they – I think they deserve to be ranked two? Probably not. Do I think they will be going to the tournament? Probably not. But that being said, Jabari Smith has been, in my opinion, the second-best freshman in the country after Chet. Um, dude has just been like a force of nature. Like he, he is the guy for Auburn as a true freshman. Um, he, he's un- yeah. he's really dense. He's long. He uh, he just he hits these turnaround mid-range jumpers. Like he drills threes. He's averaging nice. seven boards a game. He's shooting forty-two percent from three. I mean, this guy's a three. You, uh, you know, you know who my favorite. Like my favorite development on this Auburn team is Walker Kessler. Yeah. Just yeah. like, just I, after like all this, all the off season noise of him transferring from UNC, like he backed it up. Like he's his rebounding rates and his block rates are like out no, of his mind. I was about to say the blocking is crazy. He has, he has 20 he has blocks. Multiple- He's had multiple triple doubles with blocks. That's no. he's averaging five blocks a game. Like he is crazy. No, no. Also, like the the front court between Kessler and Jabari Smith, like they complement each other so perfectly. Like you can have Kessler run like the pick and roll, pick and pop, even uh, rebound, do all the dirty work down low, and you could have Jabari Smith kind of get a better matchup with an opposing four. And be able to take him off the dribble, pull up any shot. I don't take know if there are any fours like in college basketball besides like I guess if you put Chet at the four, if Timmy's at the five. What, what about EJ Liddell? Does EJ Liddell normally play the four or the five? He plays the four. They they play Liddell well, at the four and like Zed Key at the five. That's fair. I think just because EJ Liddell's got so much like weight and like Jabari Smith, like he's really. Right, you calling EJ Liddell fat? What are you trying to no, say? No, 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 no. I'm saying he's he's a he's a he's a force, and I think Giovanni Smith's really good, but he's a lot for six ten. He's you know six yeah. ten two twenty is not that big. I'm not gonna lie. Like I project in terms of NBA projections, like I project Jabari Smith as like a three. I feel like he'd be such good NBA three. Like oh a guy God. who can play on the wing, play in transition, switch one through five on defense. I think he will be the number one overall. We'll see. That's a that's a that's a that's a conversation for another day. That is a conversation for later, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, and we're we're talking about this a lot. But uh, I don't know. Katie Johnson and Wendell Green are honestly like kind of mid, in my opinion. No, 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 no. That that's what you're wrong, dude. Wendell Green is junior is one of my favorite new players in college basketball. That like really? I really didn't talk about before. Oh my god, he is so he plays with such energy too. I mean, I. That's why I think he Auburn's, gets to the line a lot. For yeah, sure. but like, that's why Auburn's such a complete team. Like, listen, Wendell Green has the most usage percentage on offense out of any player on that team. So, so time yeah. out. Do you agree that Auburn is a national championship caliber team or no? Um, I think they are, but I think they're in, like the second tier below the the two teams. I think like really right. a national that's championship fair. contender. But have I have I not mentioned the second team? You haven't. You haven't mentioned the second team. Right. The first team uh, is Gonzaga. Yeah, I mentioned the second team. I feel like your second team is probably Duke, but I don't know. I don't okay, know. the second team is Duke. <laughs> but, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it's talking about. And all, all I'm going to say is Duke's starting five, when they're on, is the best starting five in all of college basketball. That's it. That's, that, that's the statement. <sighs> I mean, yeah. I, Duke is, I don't know about that. 
Duke, Duke has three or four. Actually, no, they have like four or five X factors, like complete offensive X factors on that team. They have two like superstars. Paolo Boncaro and AJ Griffin are superstars. Like, I mean, you can Mark get a bucket Williams. out of one of them anytime. Mark Williams, his block. I mean, dude, he is. We talked about Walker Kessler's blocking. Like, Mark Williams yeah, has he like, like a lock for ACC defensive player of the year. He should get it. That's in my opinion. Wendell Moore Jr. Like again, gives you size, switchability on defense. Um, his offensive rating is also through the roof. I talked about AJ Griffin. Trevor Keels is another like big guard. He's young, but. Just great, fantastic score. Um, and then you have like Jeremy Roach, Theo John. You have guys like Joey Baker who can come in and give you minutes. It's a complete team. I just I don't know if I'm with you on this. Like, no. I just think there are some other teams that are better. Yeah, I mean, but like, like, okay, so what's your problem with Duke then? Because I'm looking at their their resume. Like, I just feel like like Paul is just like. Pretty inconsistent, in my opinion. What are you like, talking about inconsistent? Bro, I feel like I've watched, like, like he'll, he'll, like, have games where, like, he'll just, like, go a half, like, just, like, scoring, like, not scoring at all. Okay, but yeah, he's also, he's also had cramping. He's had, but, he's had cramping problems, like, in certain games. Like, he's gone out for a long period of time with cramps. But it's not even him going out. Like, I feel like he's, like, he's playing 32 minutes a game in 26 games. Yeah. I think it's just, like, he just doesn't score that like something like well because they have other guys they have other guys they can go to they have aj griffin aj griffin the last couple of games has done like a lot of the offense now i'll tell you what like are we gonna ignore the fact they beat gonzaga on a neutral site no we're not but i do also think that they did for gonzaga i mean okay Uh, that's fair no that's fair but we saw what what duke can play up to and that level is Beating Gonzaga level. Well, uh, we'll see. But I mean, yeah, that's fair. But like, like there, I don't know. I, I question. Question. Like, Is there a team with more raw talent than Duke in college basketball? Like raw, just straight up raw talent. If I they mean, all either, their... the answer is either Kentucky or no. So probably no. Okay. I mean, that's just, that's all I wanted to know. I mean, fair like. Enough. The, the only teams I can find are Kentucky, Gonzaga. I mean, I would personally, I, would, I, I really like Baylor. Texas, this year. maybe. I don't know. No, Texas, dude, what? Texas is a not lot of Texas. Texas. Definitely not. Definitely not. Like, dude. Nah, Tennessee, I, I, I don't know. Dude, I have way more confidence in, like, even Purdue than Tennessee or Texas. Oh, no. I, I think Texas is. They're, 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 sorry, I can't swear. They're not gonna do it. But Tennessee, Tennessee, they've lost some games. They've been a little inconsistent. Like you saw they just beat Kentucky. Like they're really good. good. I think Tennessee's like Like I think this this team can make the final four, in my opinion. I disagree. I I think I think they don't have the depth to make a final four run, but never really saw a team. That's kind of fair. And I, I don't know, like I don't know where they go for offense if like Kenny Chandler gets shut down a little bit. You know, he's also like a freshman point guard. We don't know how they re- like react in March. I mean, yeah. They're a great defensive fair, team. Like, They're a fantastic defense. Vescovi's got the experience. Fulkerson, they've got the experience. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the roster. They really do not have that yeah. But like yeah. they the thing like, I'm surprised the thing I'm yeah. surprised with on this Tennessee team is that Justin Powell like doesn't actually do as much as I expected going into the season. 
Like yeah. he only he, he doesn't get the right eighth in defensive efficiency. Oh no, no, no. they're a fantastic team. defensive team. But yeah. like what we've seen is if if you can't score the ball consistently in March, you're not going to win. Like that's what it is. That's fair. You really don't see the like. That maybe yeah. does not take. But I feel like the teams that usually make final fours or lead eights are like not necessarily the top five defensive efficiency. Yeah. More like teams that are like top five offensive efficiency and like top fifteen. Yeah. Efficiency. I would like to talk a little bit. Um, kind of shift gears. And talk about the Big East current standings because there is there is a race for the Big East regular season championship between Providence and Villanova. And we saw earlier this week Villanova went to Providence, ended up beating them in a game where Colin Gillespie was miraculous. Like this dude's out of this world. But um, Villanova's been struggling with some injuries. Justin Moore and Gillespie have both had injury scares um, this year, and so. For them to still be twenty and six, and basically looking to control their own destiny to win the Big Ten East, or not the Big Ten East, the Big East. <laughs> I'm so focused on the Big Ten, but to to win the Big East is pretty impressive for me. Yeah, I mean, did anyone really expect Providence to be as good? No, Providence just came out of nowhere. But. Yeah, like we we didn't do like a Big East ranking before the season, I think, but like they might like just. Like they really haven't been blowing teams out, but like they've just been winning like every game. Like they they have a really good schedule. I'm pretty sure in terms of their quad one w- wins. Yeah, so they're four and, and two in quad one, which is like really they impressive. have a couple of head scratchers for sure. Like losing by thirty points to Marquette, losing by twenty to not a great Virginia team where they scored forty points. Like. Obviously, Virginia's defense is super good. Like, yeah, you can't I, I look at for 40 points. I, I, How I are you forgot about that game. Team, you 40 points no, I really back. forgot about that game. I that was really bad. bad. They shot like, to put. They shot three, three for twenty-two from three. That's, that's pretty terrible. Bad. That's. I mean, like, I, like, you have off games. Like, oh my god, how about how about Georgetown being so bad? Like, obviously, we didn't think they were going to compete. But like, this team made the tournament last year, and they're zero and fourteen in the Big East. Listen, this could be – I think it's time to move on from Patrick Ewing. As much as, like, it's Patrick Ewing. I agree, yeah. I, mean, I just – I don't see any scenario where this ends up in a good place for either Ewing or Georgetown, you know? Yeah. Um, these guys are these guys are, are pretty bad. I mean, they lost to Dartmouth. Like, that's you, it. If you, if you don't win a game in the conference, you're going to yeah. be Yeah. So we have, we have a little bit of time left. I want to go into um, the most competitive conference in basketball, the Big Ten. Um, I saw a I saw a recent Joe Lenardi bracket where he had nine Big Ten teams making the tournament, which oh is crazy. But um, there are three teams to me that I'm particularly interested in because I think all three should be on the bubble, and I think current brackets have them like in the wrong places, okay? So I'm going to give you a little, like, blind test here, okay? And tell me tell me how you'd rank these teams, okay? Okay. I'm trying to have my Wi-Fi slot. Okay. So, so you have one team who is currently ranked or currently has three quad one wins, seven quad one losses, okay? They have three quad two wins and two quad one losses, and they have a quad three loss, okay? They're also ranked 22nd in Torvik rankings, efficiency rankings, okay? 
Now, the next team we have, they are ranked, let's see, they're ranked 18th in Torvik efficiency rankings. But they currently have no quad one wins, six quad one losses. They have five quad two wins and two quad two losses. And they have no quad quad three or four losses. Okay. But the first team I, I said beat this team on the road recently. Okay. So those are those two teams. And now we have one more. They are ranked 19th in Torvik efficiency rankings. They have two quad one wins, six quad one losses. So similar to the first team. Okay. The problem is they have three quad two losses and only two quad two wins. And they don't have a quad three or four loss, which is good. But this team also lost at home to the first team I mentioned. Okay. How would you rank so, those three teams? Without, without knowing my guess of the three teams that you like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at any of the like numbers you were saying, whatever, but I feel like this is in order Ohio state, Michigan state and Michigan. Maybe I'm wrong. No. Okay. Well, how do you rank them? Just rank the teams. I know who should for sure probably be like last out of them. I'll, I'll say the team. I'll say the. But I think I would go three, one, two. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Now I'll tell you what the teams are. The team that's one is Michigan. Okay. The team that's two is Iowa. Oh, and the okay. team that's three is Indiana. So so oh, your rankings yeah. are Indiana, Michigan, and Iowa. I, I can live with that. Now now let me tell you what Joel and Artie has the rankings as. Okay. He has Iowa as a seven seed. I think he's got Indiana also as a seven seed. And he's got Michigan as first four in or last four in. So in a play in as an eleven seed. I think so, yeah. I, I think I, Indiana I would like, should be about an eight seed. Iowa should be about a nine seed and Michigan should be about a ten. So even though Michigan has better efficiency rankings, beat Iowa on the road. And Iowa currently has zero quad one wins. Zero. Yeah, you know. Whereas Michigan Michigan has three quad one wins. Michigan has three quad one wins. Indiana has two quad one wins. And Michigan beat both head to head. I'll also like to mention that Indiana has lost the last four games. Whereas Michigan has, I think, won seven out of the last ten or something like that. One of the things I was I was this morning I had a little bit of a Twitter spat with a, like a very very like I'm not gonna say who but like say who it is say who it is. Well, oh yeah. Also, guys, this is a shout out to follow our Twitter too. Um, yeah, follow after the sports Twitter. Michael DeCourcy, who college basketball like college box college hoops like posts his bracket. Like, he kind of cooked me because I was like an idiot and arguing with him for no reason. But he informed me that the committee does not look into like power rankings slash recency. Apparently, since 2009, they phased out like when the games were. So, like, if you like lose the first game of the season, that counts the exact same as if it's like the last game of the season. So, no, that's that's I don't agree with that. I, that's not true. I don't think it should be because you, you know, no, you know how it's not true. You know, it's not true that they don't they don't look at all the games. Because when the Big Ten tournament always has a championship on the Sunday, 
they never see they're always like one step behind like they fill out the bracket before the game's always over okay <laughs> so like let's not forget about that please so this this whole like oh the committee looks at all the games equally like that's false if a team's hot and they've won like their last eight games they're seen in a different light than a team who won those same I, mean, eight I, games I, I agree with you and i think that it should be but like this is just what the guy with two thousand followers told me on twitter nah that yeah. guy's that guy's a clown okay I, I literally, my first comment was, this is clown. He said, this offers no value, like, actually, today. Like, All right. Well, your seeds are terrible. Like, yeah. What is, what is Illinois done? What did USC done? And I told him what they did. He's like, hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was, like, remember these games from, you know, 2021? Like, no, 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 no one looks at that. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, no one looks Whatever. at that. Whatever, these are bots. So, we got distracted by, by, by my Twitter stats. But the Big Ten, I agree, is very, very deep. Like, it's so like, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at your Twitter right now. <laughs> Dude, you, you got no, you know what? We don't have to, we don't have to go. I was, I was not really, whatever. Okay, but, continue. <laughs> I want to talk about, I want to talk about Rutgers, which I think is the, Funniest clown show in basketball. This team, uh, do you do you want to go over their? I can't I can't load anybody's. Camera. Who is this? Do what team is this? Rutgers. Oh my god, Rutgers, dude. <laughs> Rutgers is an anomaly. Also, They're the, the fact that they like hilarious. No, like, no, no. Like here, here's the thing with Rutgers is that they like are so good at home. Yeah. And then, like just recently, they started winning road games, which is kind of scary. Yeah, like, yeah, but I'll tell you what, you can't lose three straight to DePaul, Lafayette, and Massachusetts and like still gain the respect. I- I'm hearing stuff. It's like, oh, Rutgers should be a top 25 team. No, 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 no. no, no. Those, those losses are terrible. But then they go on the road and what? Michigan State, Ohio State, Indiana, like, like, what is this? Well, first of all, like my opinion on Indiana is is something else. Like I don't think Indiana is a tournament team. Like like what? Know. Honestly, like okay. First of all, look at Indiana's schedule and their resume, and tell me if this is a tournament team. Okay, they they only have two quad one wins. Okay, they have three quad two losses. I mean, like to me, this team isn't elite enough they're they're okay their non-conference consisted of wins against eastern michigan northern illinois st john's louisiana lafayette jackson state and marshall and then a loss to syracuse does anything stand out there does anything stand out there okay now let's go through them more okay they have a loss to wisconsin whatever okay their win against notre dame is gonna be at home that's gonna be like the win that basically like helps out that Purdue win they had, like, as, like, the actual wins that are important, okay? And that was, that was only a quad two win. So, like, even though that's one of their best parts of their resume, it's only a quad two win. Ooh, Notre Dame? Yeah, at home. Now, we look through a loss to Penn State. I mean, that's, that's terrible. I mean, that's a terrible, there's yeah, no way, there's no way of shifting that. It's a terrible loss. Lost to Iowa, I can live with that. Win against uh, Ohio State at home. Is a really good win, but then you have like a loss at home to Michigan by eighteen points. Like what? I mean, here's the thing. 
Yeah, they they lost to they lost to Northwestern and you know they lost to Penn State, they lost to Iowa. These are all road games, but you know their next five is Ohio State, Maryland, Minnesota, Rutgers, Purdue. They're probably going to lose to Purdue on the road. They're probably going to lose to Ohio State. If no, they, I say I say they lose to Minnesota on the road too. And they could definitely lose their record. Oh, no, no, people are acting like Indiana is like in the tournament. Uh, no, no I mean, on if, the if bubble. They lose, if they lose three of the next five, I think they're not. I would but say I think for, if they win three of the next five, they're a bubble. But like, I can't, I can't place them above. Honestly, I can't place them above Iowa or Michigan in terms of re- like resume. Yeah, I, I how how are you, how are you supposed to do that? One team has more quad one wins. Okay. They both have better conference records. Both they, they both, both beat each other head to head. Yeah. Well, Michigan is the worst head to head overall. Well, yeah, but Michigan Michigan's like resume is such an anomaly too. You really think the Minnesota um, on the road? Indiana's gonna be good. Minnesota sucks. I all I'm gonna say is Indiana's not consistent. You know Minnesota was seven zero at one time. They were ten one, man. Yeah, could talk about the fact that. You're talking about the fact that Michigan State could possibly finish below the Big Ten standings, below both Michigan and Iowa. They could it's, finish below Rutgers. What the hell? What is the deal with Rutgers? I don't understand. Nah, like I feel like the bigger bigger issue is Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, like, like they lost to Penn State. What? This team was this team last month was looking like a four seed, and now they like. Losing to Penn State, teams that lose to Penn State in the Big Ten, oh my God, that's it's a problem. You can't. That can't happen. Which team do you think was looking like a uh, four seed? Michigan State last month. Oh yeah, And again, like we look at Michigan State's rest of schedule, they got Illinois at home. Like they should win that game, but again, that's like a tough home game. That would have been good. I don't really think Michigan like who's gonna guard them. Yeah, they got Iowa on the road. Again, like, Iowa at home has been really good this year. You can't – and plus, Iowa knows that they need a quad one win in order to, like, feel comfortable at the tournament because they currently have none. So – Do you think – do you think – who do you think is the national player of the year? Uh, Oscar Shibway or Johnny Davis. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Why? Well, I'm just I, looking at – I'm looking at Kofi's stats. Uh, the, the problem with you can't pick Kofi over Shibuya. Yeah, I think I. And to be honest, like, I'm okay with. I mean, there's a lot of good guys. I'm okay with Johnny Davis getting it. What about Keegan uh, Murray? I mean, he, I just don't think I was good enough. He should get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't think Keegan. I mean, I think like Keegan Murray and Baji they've been really good scorers. But Listen, like, I'm fine with EJ Liddell getting it. Dude, Johnny Davis averaging eight rebounds as a guard. How tall is this dude? Like six five? Like what? That's that's He's pretty. Crazy. I mean, I don't know. I I, I kind of think it's I think it's Shibuya too. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. it, it should be Shibuya. Low key, like I would be fine with a lot of guys. I, I think what this is. Like Benedict, what about Benedict Mathis? Uh, I I don't think I don't think he, his stats are good enough. Honestly, like going by statistics, like Hunter Dickinson this month has been the best player in college basketball. <laughs> uh, dude, 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 pull up, pull up his last couple of games. Like his offensive, his efficiencies are out of this world, dude. 
He's shooting like 35% from three, too, on, on 44 attempts. Like, that all, that's all I'm going to say. Like, his assist rate's also crazy. This is honestly shocking. Like, guess, can you guess, guess who the top three teams are in defensive efficiency? I don't think you'll get any. In defensive efficiency? Yeah. Guess them? Yeah, you just guess anything. Uh, ooh, teams in, I would say Texas Tech's got to be up there. They are three. That's surprising. Nah, Texas Tech has been really, really good on defense recently. Um, Texas Tech, I would say it's got, I feel like it's like a, yo, maybe like, ah, oh, I, I feel like it's got to be a Big Ten team. Um, no, you're not. It's oh, no, 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 no. I know this. I know this. I know this. It's LSU. Are they one or two? There are two. You're not gonna get one. I just was not really. Oh no no no! I looked at those recently. It's a team that Michigan. I was looking at Michigan's resume, and Michigan beat this team. To, and like this, if this team keeps winning, they'll go from like a quadrant like two win to like quadrant one win. It's San Diego State. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, that's just kind of hype. Um, LSU, I know, is like their numbers are skewed because, like, they their defense is really good, but they let up a lot of threes. Uh, yeah, I'm, like, honestly shocked. Like, last year, LSU, like, I think they ended in defense. Like, I'm going to try to figure this out. But, like, they were such an offense-oriented team, and they just completely switched. Uh, I'll tell you what, LSU, and I talked about this. They were – I don't want to interrupt you. They were 124th in defensive efficiency yeah. last year, and now they're second. No, no, no. LSU has, like, legit shot blockers now, too. Like, Tari Eason's great. Um, Efton Reed's like a new freshman coming in is a great shot blocker. Plus, their their scheme is like they don't play a zone, but it's like a like a like a man like it's like a zone match. So like what they do is they switch everything like literally everything, and so like normal man offense doesn't work against them because they'll they'll have like and if they switch a guard onto a big they do a triple switch, which basically means that. The, the guards will switch, and then, like, the guard who's now switched on to the big man will switch with a different big man who's, in, like, in help. Yeah. So, like, they, they run, like, a zone. It, it's But, like, here's the thing. It's a really good, efficient defense, but they're seventh in, like, like three-point defense, which is really bad, and they let up a lot of threes. So, like, yeah. look look at the losses they have. They just got rained on by threes. I was tr- I was watching a game. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Texas Tech, or it was like Vanderbilt. But they were doing a similar thing where like they were like in a zone, but like they were actually in man. They were in, like a fake. So zone. yeah, it's like a match. It, actually, Michigan plays it too. So like what what Michigan does differently is they do they start in like a zone, and then after like the third or fourth pass, then they man up. So yeah. like LSU is different because LSU plays. A man, they play like spacing, but like they guard a man, and then they just switch every time, so it looks like a zone. Maybe. They just switch, yeah. But what the, what the problem with that is, just like any other zone, is that they let up a lot of threes and offensive rebounds, which are two of the weaknesses of LSU. Yeah. Oh. Um, I also just think in general, like I'm not as high on a lot of the SEC teams this year in terms of offensive production, like. They, they're fourth in the country on forcing turnovers, but I don't know how much that's their defense or how much of it is just, like, playing, like, Florida and Texas A&M. The SEC team that turned the ball over, like, every Yeah, direction. that literally turned the ball over. Or, like, Alabama, like, Alabama plays so quickly. Like, 
three turnovers can be in a span of like <laughs> two minutes. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, curious to true. see how the SEC teams match up in the tournament with like, let's say, Big 12 teams or like ACC teams, you know? It's be really interesting. Sorry, okay. we're kind of cutting out. It's probably mine, but inter- guess, can you guess? Uh, the top five teams in turnover rate, three of them are in the Big Ten, and one you won't get. All right, well, Michigan State for sure. No. Michigan Whoa. State, they're not even – where the hell is Michigan State? They're, they're – Oh, wow. I was really off the mark on that one then. I was wait, really off the mark. At, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm not looking at defense. I think I'm looking at the, the best turnover rate. Okay, okay. Let me – let me. Wow, <laughs> yeah, you want to you wanna sort by worst, I think. Yeah, yeah, you got to sort by worst. Okay, never mind. Memphis is – well, do you want to guess the best, the team that turned the ball over the least? It's kind of surprising. Oh, the least? Um, I'm going to say, like, Wisconsin because they play super Yeah, solid. they're they're second. I'm gonna say uh, Northwestern because again they play yeah. super solidly. I'm gonna big. say I think it's another Big Ten team. So I was doing research for the Michigan game recently. I think it's Iowa. Yeah, they're number one. Damn, you're good. And, and then then there's like I feel like there's like some like Minnesota <laughs> or something. I don't know. Minnesota's they're nice. You're 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 gonna be. I think you're gonna be surprised when you hear that. Four Am I missing UCLA? one? Yeah, well, like, I don't watch. I don't watch West Coast basketball because I'm so tired at night. So I sure. honestly, it's just like we really don't turn the ball over that much. Like it's just like we get we take bad shots sometimes. Yeah. Yo, by the way, talk uh, about like UCLA. Force one or like two of Bernard or Force one, but like I actually was at the game last night uh, for most of it. Yo, we okay. hammered Washington State. Washington State, the top twenty team in defense efficiency. Yeah. Can we quickly but, talk about the fact that USC beat UCLA? Like I said earlier in the season. No, 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 no. Dude, remember, they, remember when I said that? No, no one remembers. I, I have tape on that. Remember I said USC was gonna beat UCLA like multiple it times. It was on the road. It was a close. Game. Okay, okay. They do. They let like what's his face, the the Peterson kid, like look like prime <laughs> no, Kevin Durant. It looks a lot worse when you realize that damn Mobley didn't play. But yeah, no. All I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is, is can we talk about the fact that Johnny Juzang regressed like infinitely? From his March Madness run last year, I don't think I totally agree with you there. I mean, he's actually no? averaging. I'm gonna pull. This, I think he's averaging like 16 a game. Yo, yo, I can name four players who have higher offensive ratings than Johnny Juzang on UCLA. Uh, and had like Clark had a really good game last night. He definitely needs to be starting. I went back. Tiger was out. He didn't play because he violated team protocol. I don't know what that means. What's going on? Like, why is Mick Cronin out of control over his team? Oh, no. Juzang's averaging 18 a game. He's shooting 40% from three and 45% from the field. I mean, that's not bad. It's better than last year regular season. All I'm saying is Juzang is going to turn up in March Madness. One of my really good friends lives, like, next door to Juzang now, like, in his apartment. And, like... Juzang like uses patio and stuff. Yeah, you, you you should you should tell Juzang that he should stop taking inefficient long twos. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him to stop like doing the thing where he like drives by one person and then like he just he tries to shoot over help defense and then he just misses. He bricks and then like we just hope Miles Johnson the traffic cone like somehow comes down with the rebound. 
I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Juzang will um, will improve his efficiency numbers if he stops shooting that like top of the key where like his foot's like on the three point line shot. Like yeah, that's the shot. That? That's like with, with with the shot clock expiring. They're like, ah, oh, all right, let's let Juzang uh, chuck up a terrible shot. Well, Tiger Campbell's been so good. Okay, you, you should fill us in on some UCLA stocks. I know I know many of us listeners, including me, uh, we're we're not like on the West Coast, so it's hard to catch these games, but. What what's going on with some of the other guys like, um, Jules Bernard, Jalen Clark? Like like what's happening? With yeah, these so Jules Bernard has not been great to be honest. He he hasn't been shooting super well. Uh, excuse me. He's not playing super great defense. He sometimes starts. He sometimes doesn't. Jalen Clark, on the other hand, has been a defensive monster. He had like twenty something points last night too. Like he was just doing really well. He, they've been getting a lot of steals. Really haven't been turning the ball over that much. Tiger, I think, has, like, one of the best, like, assists to turn. I think he might have the best assist to turnover ratio of, like, any point guard in college basketball. Um, yeah, Clark had, Clark had 18 and 11 last night and five assists. Uh, it's pretty good. Peyton Watson has been been good on defense. Mick Cronin actually only played Juzang for, like, not many minutes last night because Juzang, like – We've we've been we've become like a lot more defensive oriented, you know. It's Nick Cronin, like um, he's out there always yelling. Uh, but they like he's just been sitting like he's like all right, like he's been playing like Kaiman over Juzan, like and Kaiman like he knocks down some threes, like you know. Shout out Sigma Phi Epsilon, like you know he's one of the boys, but like you know, like he he cannot play defense. Dude looks lost out there, like absolutely lost. I, I don't know. Hawkins is, is is really good. He needs to be rebounding a little bit more. And like I feel like he's so like like when he tries, he's so good. But like and like which I think is like good for Marsh. But like he's just like like is so like I feel like it's like so many of them like if you put like Jalen Clark's like drive in the Hawkins, like he'd be national player. Like Hawkins just doesn't care about Box out. What's what? What's your prediction for the for the next couple of games? Because honestly, the only team I'm looking at that like looks to be a tough matchup for them going forward is USC again. Maybe even Oregon on the road, but not really. Yeah, I mean, we um, did lose to Oregon in overtime already. Yeah, I mean, yes, a lost some games. So there's no shame. It was basically losing. a road game because we had we had no fans. Um, yeah, you know, you know, so it's a really bad like, loss. Though. I'm not super worried about that. Like. I think we're going to beat Washington. I think we're going to beat Arizona State. That was terrible. Like, I don't want to talk about that. That um, game kills, like, dude, that's I think we'll beat Oregon on the road, but that'll be a tough one. Oregon State's – you were right about Oregon State. You know they're, like, 2-21 or something? No, they're garbage. They're like, I said they, this. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want to pull up. I want to pull no, up. No, you were I'm totally the next right. one. Totally I'm going to pull up on all my conference rankings. My conference rankings are killer, okay? We'll see. The, your Pac-12 was pretty spot on. Same with um, Big 12. Big 12 was really, really good. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I do want to pull those up at some point. But, yeah, USC at home, you know, last game of the year, I think we'll beat them. It's like they're, they're going to be focused going into March. It's going to be like a, a statement game. I think I, I still think this team will make the conference championship, if not beat Arizona. How does, how does, how does conference championship work, like, in terms of home and away? In terms of what? Like, like road. Like, when, like – is it oh, just a higher seed? They, don't they play it at a neutral site? Or like, don't they play it at like a uh, 
I don't know what the Pac-12 does, but I know the Big Ten and the the ACC plays it at uh, Madison Square Garden. The Big Ten plays it at Indianapolis. I assume the Pac-12 plays it somewhere out there. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. It might be Vegas. You should go. You should legit go. Oh, it is in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing is in Vegas. That'd be cool. I don't know. Uh, I think I'm going to – oh, it's March 9th through 12th. I'm going to Cabo. I think I'm going to Cabo during – like my spring breaks during Mark Madness, which is a little Yo, bit like – That kind of sucks. I, like, I don't know. I, like, it's a little, it's cool, but it's a little bit like I want to sit in my room and watch Mark Madness. I don't want to like sit in a, by the pool and like not watch Mark Madness. <laughs> no, nah, but what you can do is you can like sit on the beach while watching March Madness. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I can't really complain. Oh, I'm going to Cabo. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, we had, we had that COVID pause. It was weird, but, you know, Pac-12 is just weird. Like, USC, Arizona, and UCLA are just miles ahead of everybody else. I agree. Um, okay, yeah. I think I think we've touched. We, we, did, we did a lot in this segment. Um, we did, yeah. It was kind of nice not to have, like, we, we kind of just lambled. Just talk ball, you know? Um, we, we talked ball. Yeah. We just talked ball, you know? Just, just a couple of dudes talking ball. Okay, <laughs> um... Just I think that's gonna. Dudes. <laughs> think we're gonna end it for today. Um, well, maybe we'll. I we should try to do one next week. Um, well, we'll we definitely gotta time. get at least what is it February? I mean, we'll get we'll get we'll get a couple more. Maybe we'll get March one Madness. before our March Madness ones. Like our March Madness ones, like we do a lot of research, and that's gonna be the best podcast of the year for sure. Yeah, that's gonna be a hype. Like we might yo, split maybe, it into four. Here's here's a possible question. Okay. What if we live stream the March Madness podcast? Nobody's gonna watch that. <laughs> It'd be cool, but like, um, we could, we could, and then so we could I'd, ramble for like two hours. And and you know maybe Yoss will like be a part of it because he could watch it. Yeah, we could have special guests. Like we could have people that have like know it. Like we'll be like, oh, let's get Luke for five minutes. <laughs> we'll go, wait, like, like, hey Luke, what do you think about like this six v eleven game? He's like, oh, I like this eleven team. I don't know, I like their colors. Damn. Yeah, Luke would do that. Okay, uh, we we gotta end this. Um, again, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to follow the uh, Twitter. We, uh, Jack's oh, Jack's running that one pretty 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 swell. So, um, maybe get on the, random like post some random stuff. stuff. It's nice. Um, most of the takes are a little bit out there, but they're supposed to. Be. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, have fun watching college hoops next couple of weeks. Go blue. Go Bruins. See you next week.